Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. And as promised, it's time for what is probably, I guess, going to be the last Rock and Rank episode of 2016. As promised, I'm doing it right away after the previous volume. Got tons of new music to get through here. And uh, you may be seeing what is turning into the best of the year list. If you have been tracking the point system all year long, you probably have a pretty good idea of it. If not, I will make things officially crystal clear. Whenever the year finishes up, I'm going to do at least a top 20 for 2016. But let's get to another batch of new music here. Let's get to the music, right? Uh, this one I'm a little late to the party on. It actually came out back in February of this year, and I apologize for not getting to it sooner. Uh, but there's this band called The Last in Line. And yes, if uh, like heavy Dio reference there. Yes, actually, it is the basically the original lineup of Dio's first solo band putting out a new record of all new material. And of course, uh, whenever they get around to doing shows... They, you know, of course, play songs from that particular Dio era. I think the idea of this is actually uh, pretty legit and heartfelt. And uh, I saw an interview with Vivian Campbell, who's in this band, of course. Uh, I saw an interview with him the other day, and someone, I guess, had accused him of this being a cash grab. And he's like, I don't make any money with this band. You know what? I believe him. I think they are just doing this for the camaraderie and the love. And it's just something different to do. And... You know, he was like, it was nice getting together with these guys. So, for the record, last in line, Vivian Campbell, as mentioned, on guitar, lead guitar. Vinny Apice on the drums. Uh, on the record, I believe it is uh, uh, Claude Snell on the uh, keyboards there. And on the bass, originally, it was Jimmy Bain. And as you probably uh, know already, especially if you listen to this show or a few other rock podcasts, Jimmy Bain passed away earlier this year. So, it really put a massive halt on promoting this album sadly uh he has since been replaced by phil Salzen. it's actually that, that's definitely a, a branch of the family tree of this whole thing for sure so it's good to see phil back hopefully they'll get to do some shows here pretty soon i like the record pretty well um i will say with the asterisk on me presenting the score i did score this album at 75 out of 100 if the songs suffer at all, and this is no knock on Andrew Freeman, very good lead vocalist here, but it, it, it's got a heavy shadow on it, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I hear these songs, and while the production definitely has a great organic classic feel to it, it it's kind of uh, it almost suffers just a bit on the what if factor. What if Ronnie was singing these songs? And that's not fair. When you're addressing an album or maybe reviewing an album, but uh, I just couldn't get it out of my head. It's there. So any problems that I did have with this album, I thought may have been in the vocal department as far as the what if factor. 
And, you know, some of the songs I just thought were okay. And the songs I liked, I really liked. And one of my favorite songs on this album is actually the title track. So this is kicking off this week's episode and another episode of Rock and Rank for 2016. This is The Last in Line with Heavy Crown. White eyes open, black eyed truth. How'd I end up here with everything to lose?
Kicking off this week's episode of Rock and Rank of 2016, Volume 5. That was Heavy Crown by Last in Line. And that was the title track to the album Heavy Crown. So go check it out, especially if you're a Dio fan. You will definitely hear a lot of callbacks to especially those first two Dio albums, Holy Diver and Last in Line. And I really love that I could hear this album and, and hear Jimmy's bass lines along with Vinny. That rhythm section is unmistakable. They just have a certain sound. You cannot replicate it, and it's all over this record. So uh, for that kind of a throwback, it's definitely worth the ride. So don't let the score fool you a little bit there. So 75 out of 100 still very respectable. Three quarters good is good, especially nowadays. All right, and then album that got a pretty similar score, a surprising 79 out of 100. And... This is actually a, sort of a double callback to Mark Striegel at Talking Metal. And I, I'm glad he kept reminding me about the Last in Line record, listening to the show throughout the year. And he had this guy on the show, and he always comes off very well in interviews, I think. And because of the uh, first layer of uh, you know, what he is, and he puts himself out there like that, I, I understand. You know, And as a kid, I was definitely a Striper fan. And, you know, I've definitely kind of fallen off over the years. And not that they're probably not making good records, because I'm sure they are. I just honestly haven't been paying attention all that much. Still got the old records and everything. But uh, I haven't really heard any of Michael Sweet's solo albums top to bottom. But I definitely did give him a shot with this one. Because, like I said, he came off really well in the interview. And I was pleasantly surprised at just how heavy this album is. I mean, it's super-duper heavy. So, you know... Obviously, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not any kind of Christian. And, you know, there's definitely Christian overtones on the record. But if you're looking for it, it's there. But if you, you know, it's it's almost kind of like the South Park gag. If you're looking at it as just a love song to a woman or something, then it works on that surface as well, you know. So I think musically this album is strong enough to hold its own with any kind of hang-ups about what it is, you know. I'm not a separatist. Or I try not to be. I try to be the bigger man, right? Uh, but I definitely, if you're a fan of uh, melodic hard rock and melodic heavy metal, definitely should give this new Michael Sweet album a chance. Uh, it's called One-Sided War, and you know I mentioned how good the music is. Uh, definitely, you know I recognize Joel Hoekstra there on lead guitar. So right there, I mean, guitar-wise, if you're a fan of heavy guitars and just good old-fashioned shredding, this thing is really good. So give it a shot. I did, and I was not disappointed. This is my favorite song off of the album here. This is called I Am. Check it out.
right, there you go. Some heavy stuff there. Michael Sweet with I Am. So go check out that record, One-Sided War. It was definitely a surprise. So there you go. All right. Sticking with the metal, but moving over to something completely different. Long-time metal flag bearers from New Orleans, Louisiana. Talking about Crowbar. If you're a Pantera fan or any kind of Pantera fan, and you haven't got into Crowbar yet, then I, I don't know what you're doing. I mean... It's pretty well known that Phil took a lot of influence. Almost so much other people say that he may have ripped off in a way bands like Crowbar and I Hate God and, and bands such as that. So you should definitely be giving Crowbar your time and your money because they have been consistently putting out great heavy metal albums for over 20 years now. Probably at least 25 at this point. Yeah, gotta be. All that being said, they got a new album out here on E1 Music called The Serpent Only Lies. It just came out about a month and a half ago, and it's Vintage Crowbar. It kicks mucho ass, super heavy, super sludgy, and man, Kirk's voice is just one of a kind. He's just he's just got that super duper hearty vocal there. So, going to play uh, actually the first song on the album cuz you know, honestly, you know, and I, I love Crowbar, but definitely a cheeseburger factor. You know what you're going to get here. So the first track is just as indicative of the album as the last track, and nothing wrong with that. So here's some Crowbar with Falling While Rising. Check it out and turn it up.
opening track off of their latest album, The Serpent Only Rises. That was Falling While Rising by Crowbar. Hope you enjoyed that. Some nice drop C tuning. Turned up loud in the headphones. Can't go wrong with that, right? All right, I've been hitting you over the head with the heavy here, and as I like to do, not even forced here on Rock Strikes 10, I love all kinds of rock and roll. You know, pop, rock, heavy, thrash, punk, you know, what have you. It's an honest opinion. No shame. I say no shame, but it's on the brain because I recently recorded an episode of the Rock and or Roll podcast with BJ Cramp and uh, did an episode of an ongoing series called No Shame where people come on the show and admit the stuff that they like honestly and which can be potentially embarrassing. So look for that soon. Of course, I'll plug it whenever it comes out. But I mentioned that to mention this. I'm going to play something off of the brand new solo album, the sophomore solo album, by Hall of Famer Barry Gibb. Yes, that Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. To me, the Bee Gees are undeniable. Uh, it's a damn shame that Barry is, uh, you know, he's the only one left. I, I'm not saying it's a shame he's alive. I'm just saying it's a shame that, of course, that his brothers aren't around. Uh, to keep the band going. Uh, I would have loved to have seen the Bee Gees live. Never had the honor, but uh, sad. But uh, it's nice to see Barry putting out another record. This is his second official solo album. That's why I said sophomore solo album. His second only solo album. The first one was back in 1984. So it's been a while, 32 years. And he's got a new solo album out called In the Now. And, you know, I, I honestly, as much as I love Barry, I did not go in with any kind of expectation that I was going to really like this album. But I was wrong. It actually it actually surprised me. I scored it at 83 out of 100. And, you know, that's a surprise to me. I was reading a little bit up on the album and the process and everything. And, of course, I wanted to know. The lyrics are very introspective and, and very much on the nose. It's definitely him reflecting on his brothers not being around anymore and the times that he spent with them. But I thought it was really cool to find out. And usually this comes off kind of shitty. Uh, honestly, but I thought it was really cool that he wrote the entire album with his kids, uh, Ashley and Steven. And I think that was really super cool. I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, maybe he's trying to break them into the biz, but it, the way these songs come across and the way he talks about them and how they helped him, you know, kind of get back to all this stuff and, and to motivate him, I, 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 I think it's a great story. So, you know, I got suckered in by it, but I, I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, this whole album isn't like, you know, not like heavily recommending it top to bottom, but I liked enough of the songs on it that I definitely recommend you giving it a chance, giving it a spin. I really especially love the title track. It's just got that great uh, modern throwback feel to it. Like what must be, you know, and I, I can't relate to this at all because it's not like I was, you know, hanging out in Miami nighttime, nightclub life, driving a sports car and going to the, the kind of places that they bust in Miami Vice, you know. But I would imagine that a song like this will be playing in the car while you're heading out to said club. And that's what this reminded me of. So there you go. And you can vicariously put this on and play Grand Theft Auto or something. So that that's all I need in my musical life. So here you go. The title track off of Barry Gibbs' latest album, this is In The Now. You're the epitome of innocence 
There you go. In the Now by Barry Gibb. Hope you enjoyed that out there. 
Got that running with the night Lionel Richie feel to it, and I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of production. So, hey, sue me. I I think it's great though. No shame, right? No shame. All right, moving on to this next thing here. A guy that I uh, hopefully I think I'm going to get to see live for the first time, at least by himself, uh, this coming week. Going out of town with Nola for a little vacation, but uh, I think the night before the flight, I'm going to try to get out and see this guy. Because he's doing a very special show nearby where I live. The great Steve Vai. Never had a chance to see him solo. I saw him briefly on the Zappa Play Zappa initial tour there. It's great seeing him do some guitar dueling with Dweezil there. Speaking of Dweezil, I just saw him recently. Amazing show. If Dweezil Zappa comes to your town, definitely go see him. I'm sure Steve Vai is also excellent live when he's on his own. Another big motivation to get me to go out, I mean, seeing Steve would be enough, but supposedly he's playing Passion and Warfare top to bottom, so that's an album that got me to give up playing lead guitar. I know it's inspired a lot of people to play lead, but it had the opposite effect on me. As much as I loved it, I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to be as good as this, so I... I settled on like, you know, hey, maybe I could be a, a Malcolm Young or a Steve Clark type. Like, I was more of a riff writer anyway, so lead guitar was just never in my blood. But I admire the hell out of it. So Steve Vai, he's just on another plane. He's on another level than most citizens of this planet. And uh, always putting out records. He's got a new one out. And I mentioned the Passion and Warfare anniversary as well because if you buy his new album, Modern Primitive, uh, basically as a bonus disc, you get the anniversary edition of Passion and Warfare tacked onto it with bonus tracks. So, I mean, how can you go wrong there? And uh, I like Modern Primitive, but I did like the record pretty well. Uh scored it at, at 77 out of 100. I might have been picky with it, but uh, this and I say this kind of all the time. This is turning into like a generic thing that I say, but the stuff that I liked on here, I really liked. And really nice to hear, it sounds like Devin Townsend to me is on this record. Devin makes an appearance on there, which is awesome, because uh, I think Devin really got his first big break through Steve in that Vi record, Sex and Religion, which is an awesome record if you've never heard it. Go check that out. And, and, and you know, it, that's nice to hear, because, you know, I, I wasn't sure, like, if they had any kind of relationship at this point, but it's just nice to hear those two on a record again. And that would have been the really easy track for me to play. But I'm going to play you this one, actually. And the stuff I love lately on Vi solo albums, you know, especially over the last decade or so, I love to hear the, hey, I was definitely in Frank Zappa's band, and this is the influence that I got out of it. And this is definitely a Zappa-inspired track, for sure. And there's a lot of humor to it as well. And plus, a very catchy chorus for a obvious Zappa nod. So here you go. This is off of Modern Primitive. It's Steve Vai and No Pockets.
All right, there you go. Some amazing musicianship, odd time signatures, great guitar noodling. Can't go wrong with that. That was Steve Vai, the song called No Pockets off of Modern Primitive. Go check it out. I I, I do recommend it enough. Like I said, 77 out of 100. But, uh, you know, and it's actually, the interesting thing is there's a lot of vocals on here, and I didn't expect to hear that. I never expect to hear vocals on a Steve Vai record. Uh, so that definitely helped for me. Uh, we're going to get back to that kind of a thought later. Uh, but I figured since I talked about Devin Townsend appearing on the new Steve record, let's go ahead and play something off of the new Devin Townsend project called Transcendence. Really like this record a lot. Matter of fact, and sorry to say, I, I don't have the album officially ranked yet uh, because I I think it's scoring 100 I've been listening to... I do this sometimes with albums that I initially score at 100. I listen to them a handful of times to see if I'm just... You know, I'm seeing if it wears off. But initially, I love this record. Devin Townsend Project, especially the Devin Townsend Project era, I've been enjoying a lot. Uh, it's just... They're just a journey, you know. It's, it's not too much of anything, in my opinion. You know, if you like prog, it's there. But it's not overtly prog. It's metal, but it's not overtly metal. It's pop, but it's not overtly pop. It's just an amazing hybrid of those particular styles. So if you're not listening to the Devin Townsend Project, you definitely should be. I don't know what's wrong with you, but uh, check this out. This is a nice highlight from Transcendence. Possibly my favorite song on the album. I probably should have saved this for the year-end show, but hell, enjoy it now. This is Secret Sciences.
All right, there you go. The Devin Townsend Project, Secret Sciences, off of his new album, Transcendence, comes with, uh, at least the bonus version, comes with a whole extra disc of material. So go check that out. Devin always makes it worth your while. Gives you the most bang for your buck. So much respect to that guy. Go support everything that he does. Apparently a hell of a nice guy, too. All right. Sticking with the guitar players, I mentioned Steve Vai earlier and how I never expect to hear vocals on his record, but apparently they're on there quite a bit here and there. Another guy that does that who's known just for being a Hall of Fame guitar player is Jeff Beck. Jeff just now putting out his 16th or 17th studio solo album. It's called Loud Hailer, and uh, I actually enjoyed this one pretty well. This is actually, honestly, uh, especially of the modern era, the first Jeff Beck album I probably heard top to bottom, and I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty well done. I'm not raving about it, but I think it's definitely worth your time. It scored a uh, an average score seventy out of a hundred. Uh, there's a lot of vocals on this album. There's I think maybe two instrumentals. Maybe it's got uh, this woman Rosie Bones, who uh, wrote this album with him and sang on it. So it's definitely a band sound to it for sure. Apparently the other guitar player on this album is someone named Carmen Vandenberg. I wonder if they're related to Adrian Vandenberg at all. I need to go do some research on that. But like I said, I, I thought this record was pretty cool. It was surprising. And it's definitely a sign of the times kind of thing. There's a lot of political science uh, lyrically on this album. So if you're into that, then this is definitely one you want to check out with, uh, of course, the typical blues rock influence that Jeff Beck is going to bring. But there's a lot of modern sounds in it as well. So, yeah, you should uh, check this out. Tell me what you think of it. But uh, here's the kickoff track off of Loud Hailer. This is Jeff Beck, and the revolution will be televised.
I bet if I had Pepsi challenged that one with you like I did with Dope on the last show, you would have never guessed that that was Jeff Beck. But there you go. That was Jeff Beck along with Rosie Bones on vocals with The Revolution will be televised off of his latest album called Loud Hailer. It's, it's a different kind of sound that you may not be used to as it concerns your uh, possible misconceptions about what kind of records Jeff Beck puts out. So there you go. All right, moving on here gonna do some local love here in the form of a band called true widow i just saw true widow a few nights ago opening up for nothing i saw nothing for the second time this year hell of a show as always just an amazingly strong band and yes you will be hearing them on the best of the year so stay tuned for that until then go check out true widow actually uh i'm gonna tell you this story to tell you this other story i went and saw henry rollins Myself and Nola went out to see Hank Rollins do a nice talking show there the other night at the House of Blues in Dallas. And entertaining as always, great stories as always. And, you know, you know, as a lot of talkers and speakers do, they open up with some local references and things like that. And Rollins even said, of course, you have a lot of great music and culture that's come out of Texas and Dallas especially. And he singled out the band True Widow as a band that you should know and should check out. He even said... They have yet to record a bad song. All their records are great. And he really put them over. I thought that was really cool because, like, some of my friends are friends of that band. I've never actually seen them live before until this week. Or I've only heard a handful of songs. Uh, Randy Brown plays them on the Synaptic. There's a plug for you. But, you know, I, I've, I've met them before I heard them. So uh, I was like, well, I hope I like them. And I actually did like them a lot. If I had to put a fine point on it. For those of you who may not have heard them, I would say it's like uh, like sort of the post-Sabbath influence that, you know, like Caius and Queens of the Stone Age kind of throw down. The, the critics call it stoner rock, for a lack of a better term. But it's more doom. But it's like those bands and Sabbath meets X because they got the two lead singers, the male and the female thing. And I really enjoy that kind of sound, that dichotomy. It works on stage, too. So go check out True Widow. And, uh, yeah, I got to tell both uh, Nicole and DH, the male singer, that uh, Rollins had talked about him on stage. And he's like, I've heard rumblings about that. I know he likes our band, and and he's played us on his radio show. And he was like, I've been a Black Flag fan since I was a kid. This, I mean, it was, he was just, like, taken aback. It's like, it blows my mind that you're telling me that. So I'm just glad I got to tell him because, I mean, you know, if, if – you were a fan of somebody and they were just aware of you like what Rollins was talking about when he, when he met David Bowie like you would want to know those things like that would totally just make your whole life so yeah 
super cool people. In short, go check out True Widow. I feel like I'm too close to it to review it, so I, I, I pussied out and I'm not ranking the album. Sorry, but I should definitely turn you on to this because it's, it's, it's a band you should know about. They have a new album out called Avolgare. I can't even pronounce it. Avolgare? Avolgare. Avolgare. It's spelled A-V-V-O-L-G-E-R-E. But if you just go dial in Google or iTunes, True Widow, then that's, uh, that's their latest album. They have a few records out. But I wanted to play something that had both DH and Nicole on vocals there. So this is OOTPV. Check it out.
got some True Widow for you. Some local Dallas Fort Worth greatness. True Widow with OOTPV. I'm going to try this one more time. Off of the album. A Vlogger. I feel like that's how some really classy European guy would say it. All right. Moving on here. Uh, I'm going to close off the show with two Hall of Fame metal slash thrash acts. Both have new records out this year. And no, I'm not talking about Metallica either. Now, it's definitely not that I don't like the new Metallica album. You will be hearing it on the year-end show. That's going to be my tease. The, do you really need me to play something off the new Metallica? Everybody knows that it's got amazing buzz going. All fans seem to love it. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some people that don't, but overall I'm hearing very positive reviews for Hardwired to Self-Destruct, and I'm no different. I think the album is really good. Where it ranks at the end of the year, tell you what, I'm just going to tease it. I had to throw True Widow in there, so... You know, that's what I do here on Rock Strikes 10 sometimes. It was an audible, but like I said, two other Hall of Fame thrash acts have new records out, and you should definitely be checking those out. I kind of do that snobby-ass thing where if someone now brings up the new Metallica to me, I'm like, well, you know, Anthrax, they've got a new album out that's amazing as well. You should definitely be giving love to Anthrax and the new Megadeth and the new Slayer and the new albums by these two bands. In uh, the first of the two I'm going to play you here, uh, I'm not as big of a fan of as the last one, but I definitely do respect the guys. I've always kind of been back and forth with how I like the vocalist and the vocal style of this particular band, but it, it's not terrible. I mean, it doesn't offend me, but, you know, sometimes I just have my moments and then sometimes I don't dig them, but I, I definitely wanted to give the new album by Metal Church a chance, and I'm glad I did. I mean, there is... I mean, especially musically, this band is super tough. And, you know, that'll really kill most of the hang-ups I have about the vocals. So it's hard for me to get through a whole album of theirs. But I got to say, man, they really really came across like they sat down and consciously worked really hard on this album. The arrangements on it are really good, really stellar. So I definitely recommend you giving a shot to the new album by Metal Church. I'm assuming it's called Eleven. It's an XI Roman numeral, so there you go. It's a new album called Eleven. I'm assuming it's their 11th studio or just 11th release overall. But it did pretty good. Scored 77 out of 100. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. I, you definitely hear classic leanings of that early 80s, you know, Bay Area kind of sound, Los Angeles sound, what have you, and some classic rock elements. I heard some UFO influence in there, so, hey, uh, that's me in. So my current favorite song on this album, 11 by Metal Church. This is Signal Path. Check it out.
the second of two seven plus minute songs i played here on the show this week but i thought it was great signal path by metal church off of their latest offering called 11 go check it out especially if you're a fan i'm assuming that like you're really super excited about this album if you're a long time listener of metal church like i said i like the record pretty well the band especially great all right gonna close off here with yet another 
thrash icon, Bay Area's finest testament, never stops working, never stops touring. They're just married to it, and it comes across on their records and when you see them on stage. Testament, they got a new one out called Brotherhood of the Snake. It's super duper heavy, super duper fun. Got it at 85 out of 100. And I might have been critical about it, you know, like, you know, you try to find those little things and you know, I want to come off like an ass-kissing fanboy, but I feel like my scores are honest enough. 85 out of 100, definitely worth a recommendation. And, you know, I'll probably say this again after the track, but man, if anybody doesn't get in the conversation enough as far as some of the all-time greats, fucking Alex Skolnick, man, that guy is ridiculous. I mean, I know he's got his fans you know, definitely at least a cult following. But that guy deserves to be talked about just as much as Kirk Hammett or anybody else. That guy freaking smokes. So, yeah, of course, he will be on display in this particular track as any Great Testament song. But this is one of my favorites off of Brotherhood of the Snake. This is Stronghold. Survive! 
closing off this installment of Rock and Rank from 2016 here on Rock Strikes 10. That was Stronghold by the Mighty Testament. And I should also, I should not fail to mention their secret weapon in that band, you know, besides Chuck and Alex. And, and of course, Gene's amazing on the drums. Steve DiGiorgio is, is awesome on the bass. But Eric Peterson seems to be their real secret weapon because... He's got like a, a music credit on every song on that record. So apparently he wrote the majority of all the music on this record. It's heavy as hell. The arrangements are great. So go check out the New Testament. It's awesome. All right, we're going to go ahead and get the hell out of here. Not sure what the next episode's going to be. It'll be a surprise to both of us once it happens. And you'll never even know that I'm just on vacation. So Hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, go to CNJ Radio for everything on there. All episodes of Rock Strikes 10. Links to the Facebook, the Twitter, and all that good stuff. While you're there, check out the Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. New episodes coming soon. Actually, it's my fault that there's not a new episode out right now. I've got two that I need to put out. Uh, We did this epic roundtable debating the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I'll actually be on the next two episodes of the Synaptic. Myself, Randy Brown, and Logan throwing down some hot music opinions on this year's Hall of Fame class. And, of course, we have our short list on who should be included and some that aren't even nominated this year. All right. And, of course, while you're still on cnjradio.com, check out Last Theater on the Left and Wrestling House Show, both done currently by Chris. And what's up, Chris? Hope to be talking to you soon. And last but not least, before we get out of here, Extra, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the outro song. Always great, always fun. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information. Of course, purchase their new awesome album entitled Gone and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we'll see everybody on the next one. Have fun. <laughs>